Welcome to the Funeral Fact Podcast. Our goal is to lift the veil of mystery from funeral customs and traditions for our listeners around the globe. I'm your host, Jeff Casper. Before we get started with today's program, I wanted to welcome our new subscribers in the United States, Canada, Europe, and Asia, as well as our newest, newest subscribers, actually just this morning, from Cyprus. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're growing by leaps and bounds, and you can help even more people find us by subscribing in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or the Google Play Music Store. You subscribe with just a click on our website, funeralfact.com. And also, don't be afraid to leave a review in iTunes or the Google Play uh, Music. Today, we're going to be exploring what's involved in attending a mortuary college. And one of the options that are available to you are uh, community colleges or public institutions. And that's specifically what we'll be talking about today. Uh, joining us is Professor Glenn Bauer from the Mortuary Science Department of Cypress College in Southern California. Welcome, Glenn. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show, Jeff. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that we could uh, get together, and, and I'm l- really looking forward to it because, of course, with with so many uh, different vocations that people may choose, uh, you can go uh, private institution or private training, or, or there's some phenomenal uh, programs out there that are, are, I don't want to say in the public domain, but at public institutions such as yours. And I think it's important everybody look at all the different options that are out there. Uh, your program uh, of mortuary sciences at Cyprus uh, came highly recommended to us, as well as uh, everything that we could see was was very uh, interesting, and, and I wanted to get into it a little bit more. But before we, we move forward, I you know, you're... you're you're choosing a vocation, and next thing you know, you're a professor at a mortuary science program. How does that happen? For me, it, it was actually kind of a different road, and I've noticed I've been teaching 18 years now, and many of our students are returning students. They're, they're not the average college. They're not coming out of high school at 18, 19 years old thinking, geez, this is what I want to do. We do have some of those, but the majority of our students are second or even third career students who thought this is something I want to do, or I went to a funeral service and I really appreciated what was happening between the funeral director, the embalmer, the manager. I want to be a part of that team and that process. Um, My own personal pathway I started out in private liberal arts college. I was going to go to seminary to be uh, an ordained minister. And a funny thing happened on the way to seminary, and I wound up in aerospace, and um, which one may see that's not quite connected, but my family had been in aerospace here in Southern California for many years, and my wife and I were newly married, and we opted not to move out of state to go to seminary. So I went into the aerospace field and was charge of 30 or 40 employees as a middle-level uh, materials manager, parts um, inspection, those kind of things. And then I went in one Monday morning in March of 1992, and my company was not only sold, it was sold to a competitor, and I was instantly laid off. Wow. And as I, as I look in, looking back, I went through a various number of grief reactions to, from the, wait, my key doesn't work, I must have the wrong key, or they changed the locks without telling me, and I was you know young and naive at that point, um, eight years out of college, and I thought, wow, gosh, you know, 
I must be at the right location, but maybe the wrong door. So finally, when somebody did open the gate, they told us what was going on. And from there, I, my wife and I tried to reevaluate what was really important with our lives. And her brother had been through this program here at Cyprus, and he had mentioned to me several times, hey, if you ever need a job, I got one for you. And I just kind of laughed at him and said, sure, that's no problem. Well, now I'm looking at unemployment. I'm looking at I have a, a mortgage. I have a family to take care of. I need a job, and I need it relatively quick. So I came. he suggested to come to Cypress College and apply. So I talked to some people here at the Mortuary Science Department, and I said, I already have a bachelor's. I really, I'm not interested in bombing, but I want to work in the field since my bachelor's is in theology. And the professors were really gracious and, and nice, and they said, you know what, we're going to teach you the whole thing. Apply. You can kind of pick and choose once you get out in the field. And I said, okay. So I promptly started working at a funeral home in August. Two weeks later, I started work actually as a student. So I went to school full-time and worked full-time. And once I got through, the, at that time, it was a year program as a certificate. So I received my certificate and went on and started my apprenticeship in the embalming preparation room, received my license a year and a half later. And from there, I was working at a large funeral facility here in Southern California. And I was learning everything. I was not only embalming, I was learning how to cosmetize the scenes, how to make them presentable in a casket, working with families, actually making the funeral arrangements, to going out and directing the services, driving the funeral coach, uh, greeting people at the door, um, doing the whole, the whole business, actually. And then I found out two of the faculty members were retiring. And I said, you know what? I've been in a teaching mode most of my life, I think it could be a next step. And a lot of my friends and support at the mortuary said, you know, that would be the great next step in your, in your career. So I applied, and I was not expecting it because I didn't have any teaching experience. But they said, this is what we want, actual, practical, real-life uh, real experience. So they hired me, and they took a chance on me in the summer of 1999. And I've been not only working at the school, but I've also continued working out in the uh, funeral industry uh, since. So, so you actually been, have hands-on, real-world experience. If you yes. Will. So uh, one of the requirements to be a teacher or be a faculty member here is you have uh, a number of years of licensed practitioner experience um, along with the higher education, the master's degree. And that's the one thing that I tell all our new faculty coming in is to maintain that practical application because it's not just theory. It's a lot, especially in our business of career technical education, it's a lot of hands-on. And I found our students learn a lot easier, a lot better, and a lot more long-term wise by having that practical hands-on knowledge. Excellent. Now, how did the, the program get started at Cyprus? Um, I'm just curious because, not, of it, course, not every public university has a, uh, a program like this. No, actually, we started, we have our, our roots going back to 1918 in downtown Los Angeles, and we actually started out as Los Angeles College of Anatomy, Embalming, and Sanitation. And so for next year, we're actually celebrating our 100th anniversary of a program itself. So it was a private school, 
1929, it changed its name to the California College of Mortuary Science. And it was owned by a local funeral director. The school was in Los Angeles, across from the county general hospital. But the funeral home, the funeral owner, was living down here in Anaheim. And he was on the board of trustees for our North Orange County Community College District in the late 60s and early 70s. And he realized that the best place for this type of education is not necessarily in the private sector so much, but really at a community college. So in 1976, he gifted his entire school, uh, lock, stock, barrel, faculty, students, everything to Cypress College. So we opened our doors up spring semester of 1977 as a mortuary science department. And with that comes you know, the reduction in tuition. Our tuition currently right now in the state of California is $46 per unit. And our degree itself is 75 units. So compare that, that cost to, from an accessibility standpoint, compared to a private school, um, the tuition is a lot less expensive and yet the quality of education is still on the same level as the private institutions. So we've been on Cyprus. We just celebrate our 40th anniversary this year. Well, what a great gift to, you know, that literally has perpetuated, um, you know, far past whatever I'm sure that funeral director's expectations were and how it has grown. Um, now, you said it takes two years to uh, complete the uh, course of study at Cyprus? It, it actually takes, um, I want to say, fast track about a year and a half. Okay. Our major, our major is fifty units, and if we think about that, that's going fifteen or more units per semester, and um, that's quite ex- quite a um, intense rigor. But at the yeah. same time, there's there's lecture classes, there's actually lab classes involved, where students will be able to go out into the industry and do their their clinical or on-site laboratory experience. And if they're already working in a funeral home, they don't have to go to another one. They can actually use their clinical site um, and not only get paid, but also then receive some college credit for that as well. Uh, but from start to finish, if a person came to Cyprus and said, I want to be a funeral director or an embalmer, it would take about two and a half years, um, three semesters for our program, and then about a year or a year and a half to um, get all the general education. Because the st- when the students graduate from our program, they're actually graduating with an Associate of Science degree in mortuary science. Okay. Um, well, it, which leads me really to the next question. Uh, as far as the admissions go, are, are admissions competitive? Or is it, uh, you know, if there's room and you apply, then you can uh, begin the program? Well, they are competitive. Um, it's a little different. You know, when most people think of competition, they're thinking Ivy League school where, you know, the higher GPA really means something. With our competition, it's not so much on GPA, but it is on a point system based on the number of general education courses you have done. So obviously, the more gen ed you have done towards your associates, the higher on the priority list you'll be placed. And then we do take 30 students every semester, which is different. Most of our programs on Cypress campus, they take students once a year. So there's only one time of year, and if you don't get in, you, have, you may have to wait. You know, our nursing program, for example, they will take applications twice a year, but only accept students once. Well, that's okay. a long time if you don't get in. So oh, yeah. since, 
since there's only two schools in California, both being at a community college, we actually take students twice a year, which does keep the momentum going for the students in the event that they don't have enough um, applica uh, application points, they can still continue fostering their general education and then uh, reapply the next semester. Um, so the longest time somebody usually waits to get in, um, if they're continuously applying, is about uh, a year at most. Okay. Yeah. So but they'd still be able to work on the other requirements oh, as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yes. We, um, we actually prefer the students completing all or more of their general education requirements um, before they start our program. When I say yeah, that, more, we just were um, authorized by the state of California to offer a, a bachelor's degree at the community college. Hmm. We're one of the 15 pilot schools in the state, and we're the only one in mortuary science. And, and with that, we're needing students to have um, general education that would be equal at a CSU, Cal State University, or um, a UC, University of California status. So in that regards, if you have your general education pathway for those four-year schools, it would actually make it easier to transition from your associate's degree into your bachelor's degree Okay. Well, Professor Bauer, we are up against a break. On the okay. uh, return, we will uh, come back and continue our discussion. Very well. Senior Helpers provides essential information, in-home care, and support for seniors living with Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, and other disabling diseases. We spoke with renowned occupational therapist, Tipa Snow, about some of the myths surrounding Alzheimer's disease. Some of the myths about dementia and Alzheimer's is that people aren't trying and that maybe we should push them harder. There's a point at which the brain is dying, and so people are doing the best they can in that moment. What we could do is change how we go about it. Another myth is that it's all genetic, not necessarily lifestyle matters. How we live our life makes a difference. We also know that not everybody will get it. It's not something that for sure as you age you will develop. For more information on Senior Helpers, please visit us online at seniorhelpers.com. Senior Helpers is a member of the Alzheimer's Foundation of America. We are this close. We're this close. We are this close. Of our entity to making history. This close to changing the world. We are this close. this close. This close to making sure no child suffers a crippling disease. Ever again. This close. We are this close to ending polio. To ending polio. All we need is you. Is you. This close. If we don't act now, we may lose this chance forever. Help Rotary make history at endpolionow.org. Moore's Mission Funeral Home asks, how do you want to be remembered? I'd like to be remembered as somebody who treated people with love and respect. I'd like to be remembered as someone who brought happiness to others. I'd like to be remembered as someone who made other people feel important. I want to be remembered as the sunshine gal who was a compassionate listener with unconditional love. 
I would like to be remembered as a loving husband and father. I'd like to be remembered as the one that was fun and loving. How would you like to be remembered? And who will tell your story? Start to tell your unique personal story by calling Moore's Mission Funeral Home in Concord at 925-682-1100. It's your story to tell. What will be said about you? Call Moore's Mission Funeral Home at 925-682-1100. Let us help tell your story. Licensed California Funeral Home, CAFD-873. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow, but what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait, communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. And we are back with uh, Professor Bauer from Cypress College in Southern California. Um, you can get uh, information on how to get a hold of the Cypress programs as well of our as well as all of our other guests uh, by visiting funeralfact.com. Uh, and again, you can also give us your feedback, which we love to hear. Uh, today's program is actually a byproduct of uh, the feedback we receive from our, our listeners, and so I appreciate that. And uh, when we departed to the break, uh, Professor Bauer, uh, we had just started talking about the uh, uh, nature of admissions and, and earning uh, sufficient credits. Um, what type of a, a student would you say uh, makes the best student to, to go into more, the mortuary sciences? Is there a particular person or, or type of person? Well, generally speaking, the, if, if somebody has honesty, integrity, and they really want to help those in need. That's the best type. Uh, there was a study done many years ago by the National Funeral Directors Association that was examining, you know, who goes into funeral service education or the mortuary colleges. And the bottom line came out, it's either those who had a very great funeral experience in the past where they attended a funeral or some type of funeral service, and they felt a lot of good feedback. It just it was a it was a, a nice um, ceremony represented the, the essence of the deceased and the family. And it was just really as we like in the within the industry we say it was a good funeral. Um, or they had just the uh, polar opposite. They had a funeral experience where it was impersonal. Uh, we call it cookie cut. There was it didn't represent who the person was. Maybe the guest speaker or the minister mentioned the wrong name. There were typographical errors, possibly. The staff was um, cold and kind of callous. And those students don't want ever to have anybody in that position. So they want to go to mortuary school and change the industry. Um, and those tend to still be um, kind of the personality. But I found with those, with anybody who's got the at the ethics of willing to do the right thing when nobody's looking, or they have this kind of um, what I I have dubbed a um, an emotional first responder. In our society, nobody really wants to talk about funerals or death and dying and grief bereavement. 
And yet we in our industry, those who have been through education and license journal, we're actually running to those people in need of grief support of, you know, what to do. You know, nobody wants to talk about the fact that when my loved one is dying, um, you know, who supports me and, and it, it, what, what am I feeling? Is it normal? Is it not normal? How do I know it's normal? Uh, what kind of rituals should I have or shouldn't I have? Um, and, and even from my personal experience, I had uh, two granddaughters pass away early last year, and they were 20 days, uh, 20 weeks gestation, and they lived about an hour and a half. And mm. I had several people tell me, oh, well, I don't do funerals, especially baby funerals. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you're in the business. What do you, how do I think I feel? I'm in the business, right. and I'm on the family side. So mm. I have found the best people for this business really are those caring, compassionate, um, ethical people that have integrity. That's the best. Wow. Uh, well, my condolences. I, I just I can't imagine what that uh, uh, would be to go through and then to have, you know, I'm certain it's difficult as well. I, I have a, a good friend of mine who is a, a funeral director and and the 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 kids or or babies are always the most difficult because you you think of someone who dies at 110 at least right. they had a long life um what in a nutshell what kind of uh, uh courses are encompassed in the in the mortuary science program i mean aside from the general ed things that we discussed a little bit earlier but what what other uh pieces are make up that program we specialize, actually, we call them technical classes, but we have the standard science class of embalming, restorative art, talking about the cosmetics, the hair care, um, doing some of the preparation things with the remains. But we also get into um, psychology and grief and death and dying and you know how do we celebrate and honor the life that was lived, but also honoring what the family wants or wishes. Um, along with financial information, you know, how to run a business, how to be profitable and yet at the same time sensitive to the financial constraints that the families have. Uh, we also get very creative in terms of how to, be, how to create a meaningful service that it will not put the family more in debt. So we actually cover, and then we do all the legal and ethical aspects as well. Um, so we actually cover four different unique subject areas um, that run the gamut of a funeral home. And we do that because, one, our accreditation requires us to, but it also makes our degree more mobile. Our, any of our graduates can actually go to any other state in the country, take their law portion in that state, and in essence, be on their pathway for licensure in that state because we've given them the foundation here at Cyprus. When when someone completes the program at Cyprus, uh, they still would need, and I'll use California as example since that's where we are, um, they still need to go take a test with the state to be a licensed funeral director and an embalmer. Is that, that correct? Is, yes, that is. And, and just about every state has those requirements for what we call it the law, the law test. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of education-wise, because we are accredited, uh, we're one of 57 schools in the country that is accredited. The standard of education level then is matched across the board. Okay, so it's apples for apples, and apples with, for, whether yeah. you're working here in Nevada or, or whatever the place Correct. would be. Correct. Yeah. 
Um, is there a high demand for, for your graduates that come out of the program uh, as far as employment goes? There actually is. The, the figures have come out that there's more baby boomers retiring from funeral, home, from funeral industry, and there's not the, enough people coming in, which is where, as I mentioned before, the second or third career students. Mm-hmm. So we're actually advertising to a lot of different um, employment agencies that if you, somebody's even looking to work part-time, if they have an education, we can fast-track them through our program here at Cyprus, get them the necessary education level um, to get out back in the field, get licensed, and, and not have that lull in either retirement or that lull at the mortuary, the gap, so to speak, that employment gap. So we're, we're working with the funeral industry to fill those. And we have uh, mortuaries from around the country that will actually email and contact us asking us to send students mm, and send, okay, send graduates. Yeah. Now, is there financial aid available either through uh, federal food student loans or other programs uh, to help with the uh, – because the tuition is the one thing, but then the books – Usually, what kills kills you when you look at the exactly. prices on them. Yeah, we we do have financial aid available. Matter of fact, the majority of our students, if they are California residents, they actually qualify for a board of governors waiver. So that waives the tuition, and then there's financial aid available for books and those things. And as a faculty member, all of our faculty are graduates of Cyprus. We happen to oh, hire wow. our, our graduates, so we understand the value of not changing textbooks every semester, every year. So what we do is we utilize those resources um, in every single class possible. So the students are not showing, having to shell out $10,000 for just for books um, every time a, a new textbook comes open. So we, we purposely try to reuse the existing textbooks as long as possible. And then we share resources with other mortuary schools. Um, to keep the cost of those things down as much. Now, do you have to physically attend classes, or do you have any kind of off-site or online learning programs available? For for our associate degree program, uh, we actually require our students to be on campus. We okay. we do not do any type of distance ed education for um, our associate level, because we have found through our advisory board, which is made up of funeral home owners, managers, licensees, um, all the support, the extra industry support that we have. Those that group in particular has stated that they really want us to have the face-to-face contact with the students in the ground level. Now, our bachelor's program that's a completely different story. That's going to be 100% online. That's actually geared for those working in the funeral home that want to move up to the next level of management or uh, something of that nature. So those are all online classes. But the foundation, the associate's degree, that is um, in class. We call it really kind of traditional. It's Monday through Friday, um, 8 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. Then they go out to their clinical mortuary, their sites, for their laboratory hands-on experience. Okay, excellent. Um, the clock is eating us up again. We've only got about a minute, a uh, minute and a half, I think, or uh, less left. But uh, what would you say is the most difficult adjustments for new students as they come into the program? Any, you know, that they go, whoa, I didn't think of that, or ooh, I didn't think that would be a, a 
a deal? Most of the time, it's because we're at a community college, people have a mindset that, well, it's community college. It can't be that hard. And we really have a high level of, we've kind of set the bar high for us, for our students. We want them not just to pass a test or uh, pass a class, but we want them to be credible, knowledgeable, compassionate people in the funeral industry. And I think sometimes just having the Cypress College sign is a misnomer. Um, I came in with my degree, my bachelor's already, and I kind of had a lackadaisical attitude of, well, you know, it's it's a community college. How hard can it be? And because it's a professional program, that's been the adjustment for most of our students. Um, But... But well, Professor say. Bauer, we are we are out of time. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I thank you that. so much uh, for taking time out of your day to educate us. Um, you'll find a link to the Cypress College of Mortuary Sciences website, uh, as well as our other guests on FuneralFact.com. I want to thank all of you around the world. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Music Store. Until next time, this is Jeff Casper wishing you great days and good luck. Proceeding broadcast is copyright 2017 Casper Media. All rights reserved.